Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 252. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Between writing notes, filing insurance claims, and scheduling with clients, it can be hard to stay organized. That's why I recommend Therapy Notes. Their easy-to-use platform lets you manage your practice securely and efficiently. Visit TherapyNotes.com to get two free months of Therapy Notes today. Just use the promo code TherapyChat when you sign up for a free trial at TherapyNotes.com. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and I hope you're doing well. Today is November 4th, and in the U.S., we do not yet know who our next president will be. So everybody's kind of waiting to find out what's going on with that. And while that is happening, our everyday lives continue. We're living with this pandemic. And so many of us who are parents or teachers or therapists are aware of the challenges of virtual learning that kids are having to do because of the pandemic. I know in different places, schools may be open at this time, but not meeting in person and other schools are meeting in person. It varies from city to city and state to state, but a lot of us therapists are practicing virtually, meeting with people using online video platforms. And that is also true for therapists who are working with children. So this is something that many of us really didn't know how to approach. I know for us and my practice, We have a wonderful playroom that the children who come to see our therapists love. Even adults walking by say, wow, I'd love to play in there. And I really miss having our space and our beautiful playroom available to us, but looking forward to when we can resume our services there in person. And for now, we're all practicing using video for our sessions, but The therapists in my practice have adapted beautifully to working with children using telehealth, teletherapy, but it can be very, very challenging. It's a lot different from being together in person. So today's episode is not about the election. 
It's not really about the pandemic. It's about doing teletherapy with kids. And my guest is Dr. Roseanne Kapanahaj. She's been on Therapy Chat in the past when she was talking about pans and pandas. She's extremely passionate about her work with children. And I always love talking with her. In fact, we usually spend about an hour talking before we start recording because we just enjoy talking together so much. So if you are a parent or a therapist working with children or a teacher, you are going to want to listen into my conversation with Roseanne, where she is talking about her new book, The Teletherapy Toolkit, which I think will be very helpful for anyone who is using a video platform to work with children. So without anything else, let's just go ahead and dive right into that conversation. In the meantime, just one more little thing. Just want to say if you are in the U.S. and you are stressed about the election, I just want you to know you're not alone and we are all going to get through this together. Take care. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm very happy to be speaking with a guest who I call a friend, Roseanne Kapana-Hodge. Dr. Roseanne, thank you for being my guest again on Therapy Chat for the third time today. Well, Laura, I'm so excited to be here. And I just always love talking to you and you and I could talk about anything for hours. So, <laughs> so grateful to have this experience and share it with everybody listening. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here because as you said, you and I find it very easy to talk to one another. And I think it's because you're such an interesting person with so many different areas of interest that you have that you pursue and know are really knowledgeable about. So last time we were talking, we were talking about pans and pandas and neurofeedback. And this time we're talking about your new book, which is called the teletherapy toolkit. I know that uh, some people who are listening are going to be like, their ears are going to perk up as soon as they hear that. So I want to talk about your book and using teletherapy with kids during the pandemic and just all the time. And um, but before we even go there, let's just start off by you letting our audience know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, I am an integrative and pediatric mental health expert, and I'm on a big mission to change the way we view and treat children's mental health. And I do that. I'm doing that by this work, by training therapists through this book and offering courses and programs that are CE based, by the way, APACP CEs, and then working with parents and teaching them that they have the ability to reduce and reverse their child's mental health issues. And, you know, I, all my work, as we've talked about in the past, is all based um, on a lot of research. And I only use evidence based tools. And, you know, through this almost three decades, it's three decades next year of my work that I really have been using neuroscience and research to refine my process. And I want to share that. I want to teach therapists all that I know so that they can just be these rock stars and now rock stars in teletherapy um, as well as in person, but to teach parents that there is hope and there is absolutely a way to make things okay for their kids. And we, we, we really need to get that message out because the world is suffering, not just because of the pandemic. 
pandemic, but long before the pandemic, we children are in a mental health crisis. And, you know, all of us therapists that are working with families know this, and we have an ability to help them at a deeper level. I'm so glad you said that because it's so true when we think about like the adverse childhood experiences study, for one, we know that children, what happens to them during childhood impacts them and us throughout our entire lives. And so, so many of us are really passionate about trying to make a difference with children while they're children, instead of trying to help that wounded child inside of that, you know, middle-aged adult who has suffered for so long. So, and I know that it's been a big challenge for many therapists and also teachers occupational therapists, physical therapists who who are working directly with clients and patients and and now everything has to be virtual. Yes, my goodness. And you know, people have therapists and school professionals, occupational therapists, all those people we've been thrown into teletherapy. Mm-hmm. And you know, what happened to me and why I decided to write, you know, the teletherapy tool the teletherapy toolkit which I call the therapist handbook for treating children and teens is that, you know, we, we have a large center here in Connecticut and I have a team of psychotherapists who are amazing and, you know, doing all they can. And just like all the therapists that are listening, like really trying to make such a difference and move the dial behaviorally, socially, emotionally, cognitively, you know, for these families and children that they work with. And I, once I realized in June that, you know, and we're suburb of New York. And so we were like the epicenter of mm-hmm. COVID. And um, it, it was brutal. And three of our staff members lost a parent during the COVID and, you know, just highly affected. And, you know, very strict uh, procedures here, both Connecticut and New York, as well, of course, New Jersey and in New England. And once June hit, we realized, guess what? People aren't coming back to the center and we opened up our center. We had closed for 10 weeks and we opened it back up in May because we do neurofeedback and the bulk of the psychotherapy clients didn't want to come in. And I was just sort of floored by that because, you know, I was ready to come back in and some of our families were ready to come back in. Certainly our new clients wanted to be seen in person. And so I was worried about the quality of the therapy that our therapists were providing because, you know, I believe we do a ton of supervision in our office and supervision is an amazing thing. And we just believe it's necessary for a lot of reasons. And our therapists love it, right? And and we do deep, deep work and very specialized work. And we want to make sure that they have all the resources available. And so I was literally <laughs> looking on Amazon. Is there a book? Is there an activity guide? What's online? And there's there was no book. And there was virtually nothing. And so it was late June. And I'm sitting in a hot tub, Laura. And <laughs> I'm going on Amazon. I was like, man. Maybe there's a different word, right? You know, when you're searching (laughs) and I put in tele and all of a sudden health activities came up and the light bulb went off and I was like, there really is no book. There is no book. And I said, I'm going to write this book. So this is like 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night. And you know me, Laura, right? I had just written, no lie, three books during COVID. (laughs) And (laughs) you're an extremely prolific content 
creator. I'm a content creator, <laughs> like crazy. And um, two of them are smaller books, but one of them is a pretty book, big book. It was a couple hundred pages. So so that Wednesday night, I, I stayed up and I wrote the frame and I said, here's the outline. And the next day I came in and I and I've got interns. Right. And I said, girls, we're writing another we're writing another book because they helped me get research and they helped me like, you know, they helped me do the APA citations. My other one book had 35 pages of citation and I was like I ain't doing that so I put I put my college student and she was like I'm great at those you know so hopefully you all will like them when you see them so I came in I said listen girls we need a lot of graphics in this book so what I what the teletherapy toolkit is literally it's a handbook it's a soup to nuts book that has every essential component of what a adolescent child and adolescent therapist needs like from how to set up your sessions to how to engage it has all the activities for engagement and then it has dozens and dozens and dozens because this is a 400 plus page book of activities designed for telehealth and it's the most common issues that children face that also has information sheets for parents and it's a resource because I know that I've been doing teletherapy for 10 years and our therapists have been doing teletherapy but mostly in person right mm-hmm. and we need we need resources like I remember feeling like this when I got out of grad school, right? Like you get all this training and then you get dumped into grad school. And depending on who your supervisor is, you are kind of on your own. And right, right. And when I got out of grad school, I gravitated. Thankfully, I took solution focused uh, therapy class when I was in grad school. And I started working mostly in a school and I solution focused therapy is a beautiful thing in a school. And I really gravitated towards that. And I think it because there were so many practical components and there was great books that were sort of like ready to use. And, you know, so many therapists are feeling like like hopefully they're finding their groove in teletherapy. I don't think they fully are because I'm in the Facebook groups with you. Um, and I see what people are commenting on. We feel inadequate. We feel like we did when we got out of school because there is, I don't know, any graduate program. I have current graduates that are training people for teletherapy when there's no resources. So this is what this is. This is the resource. And I made the APA CEU based course. So that goes along with it just to give people that confidence. And you mean there's a course for therapists about working doing telehealth with kids as well as the book yes yes awesome so that launches at the same time um and i have the special designation that i am an apa approved program sponsor so i can offer ce based credits for even online programs so this is what we did and and so you can use this and get going immediately. I mean, and, and, you know, people can, in the book, there's a way for people to actually get these graphics that I have. So there's like more than 200 graphics. And what does that mean? It means that you can put these on your screen. You can send these in advance. You can do things. So I adapted those same things we were doing in person and made it 
that you can use in a session. So everything is grounded in, you know, theory. You know, I'm a real stickler as a supervisor in that, you know, we expect our therapist to go deep. We are not generalists and we want our therapist to pick something, right? Like, so I have an OCD ERP therapist and oh my gosh, she is, is amazing. And it really requires that deep training. And I think you, you know, as you know, as you are really a trauma therapist, that deep training to really get in there. So I try to hit the most major areas that I know as a 30 year therapist for kids and families that, you know, really are going to get you some change for your clients and really address their therapeutic needs. Because I think we all jumped into teletherapy in the very beginning thinking, well, I just need to tide it over. Mm -hmm. I need to band-aid it. And now who's going back to their office, Laura? Right. We're not. Not at this point. I mean, we will someday, but it's going to be a long time. And so, yeah, I mean, what you said about band-aiding it is so true. It's like we were all, you know, everybody's was kind of grappling with, oh my God, like making a quick pivot. And then, you know, of course, everybody was like for two weeks and, yeah. you know, now it's been you know, going on nine months, but, um, here anyway, and in New York, it started sooner, but you know, you and I were talking before we really started recording about the different needs of psychotherapy through telehealth. It's, you were saying, you know, um, what's therapeutic and what isn't is really important to focus on now that this is the way that many of us will be doing therapy. And especially with kids, you know, because kids are kids. So you have to be, you have to really know that you're doing what's therapeutic and how to deliver it therapeutically. Yeah. And, you know, therapists have that ability. They're just, their confidence is shaped, you know, shucking. Like I've spoken to so many therapists and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, do I even have the right lighting? And, you know, it always cracks me up. You can tell who's been doing any type of virtual meetings, you know, like I have mm-hmm. every selfie light and, you know, I have all of that. I've learned over time when I would watch somebody and be like, what kind of lighting do you have? You know? yeah. and, what's your you secret? Know, what's your Barbara secret? Walters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even the newscasters, I'm like, come on, you're a newscaster, get a better cam, you know? <laughs> and, you know, like, even when you got on with me, I'm on my laptop, I have a professional studio because I do so much TV, um, so much media. And, you know, my, my laptop is up on a bunch of books because guess what? I'm a woman in my 40s. You mm-hmm. should never be looking, you should be looking up, not <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, you know, having the gear, I mean, we even go over into the gear and, you know, all just different kinds of component and components to really do all those pieces. And, you know, I think people, I mean, we now know it's here to stay, Laura, just like what you said. I mean, this is if we look at the Spanish flu, it was a three-year time span for full recovery. I mean, that's just virus science. We may not want to accept that. I think some therapists have totally embraced teletherapy and actually are loving it. Even in my own team, like I have one therapist who's like, oh, I'm loving it. And I actually love being in people's houses and watching what goes down because it's shortcutting so much of the family work. And you it's know, very true because doing in-home therapy, actually in person, as we yes. once once used to do, and I've done, yes, you it's a different experience than sitting in your office where they're on your turf. So when you're yeah. doing teletherapy, it's kind of both, but also they get to see your home too, and that has a that has some benefits and challenges as well. Benefits and challenges for sure. 
you know, like you have to tell your kids not to come in or, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those other things. I love on my, I do so many intakes and, and, you know, they'll be like, I'll be like, are you taking magnesium? And they're like, let me go get the bottle, you know? You know, there's so many cool things about it. It's it's pretty fascinating. And then, you know, we have other therapists who, you know, I have one of my therapists that works with a lot of littles, like a lot of littles who are extremely dysregulated. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, man, you know, I got to get some of these kids in. Like, so she's doing a combination and she's spending time kind of regulating and, and it's across the board. And some kids like she, you know, some of our therapists are like, no way we thought this was going to work. And, you know, with some kind of kids and some people just really just depending on, you know, what they're doing. And obviously we jumped in immediately with strategies and I started putting together strategies for my team. And then I was like, I'm going to make a book. <laughs> I'm like, this needs to happen because we we need to, you know, I'm always the go-giver and we need to support each other. And this should not be mysterious. And we absolutely can be amazing. And we just have to remember our job is to meet therapeutic goals. And, you know, I even have a therapeutic activity decision tree in the book where it walks you through, is this activity helping a goal or is it not? You know, because in some of the groups that I've been in, Facebook groups, you know, I mean, as people got started, they're stuck on the engagement stage. They're stuck on icebreaker activities. And there's so much more that we can do. And I think people are feeling unsure as therapists, as clinicians, as school professionals on how to do that through the screen. Um, and that's what I really did for people because, you know, it's something I do and, I, and I'm good at it. And, and there's a strategy behind it. And we have theory behind all of these, you know, techniques. They're really modified, taught, you know, um, well-tested techniques that are adapted to the teletherapy format in a way that is so easy for people to just literally plug in and start using, oh, I have a kid with ADHD and he has this problem. Let me look in this book, you know. Um, and as I talked about, that's what I loved about when I used to do solution-focused therapy. Like, it was very, very much like a cookbook. Like, I could open it up as a novice and say, where do I go? But then I outgrew that. And this is therapeutic work. This is much more deep. Um, certainly, I have icebreaker activities in here, but it's not a book of icebreaker activities. It's a book of how to deal with the most challenging issues facing kids and families today. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's very, very much needed. There's no question about that. Let's just pause for a moment so I can give you a little bit more information about why I love therapy notes. I switched to therapy notes few years ago, I'd say it's about three years now, I believe. And I have never regretted it. I was very happy with the EHR I used before, but therapy notes is more intuitive. I love the interface. The customer service is fantastic. And I love how I can get my notes done quickly because I can customize the template that I use for my notes and there are opportunities to put check marks rather than having to write out the intervention used. So I have cut my time spent writing notes way down, which is wonderful because I like to focus on seeing clients. I know documentation is an important part of our work, but it can also be time consuming. And that is why I love using therapy notes. 
If you are considering switching EHRs or you're looking for one to use in your practice, give Therapy Notes a try. You can get two free months by using the code TherapyChat. Now let's get back to our interview. What are some of the um, types of problems that you think, well, you know what's in the book. So what's, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the types of problems that are addressed um, yeah. through the, the strategies and techniques in your book? Yeah. So first of all, um, unlike other books that are about therapeutic activities in that same kind of format. So like if you can visualize, you know, a typical strategy page is, you know, what is it? What materials do you, you need? What are the instructions? And then if there's a graphic with it, something, right? Like um, mm-hmm. I, I have something called break it down um, and, you know, break it down explains what it is. It, it's related to attention and executive functioning. And then there's a strategy sheet that you can either pop up on a screen screen and do with um, a whiteboard. You can do on a whiteboard there, you know, or you can send it to a teenage client and have them fill it out. So there's multiple ways to do it, which I love because everybody's different and process is different. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of things related to attention. But this book is one of the first books. Everything has a somatic feel to it. So we really believe in our center that you need to connect to your body. You and I have talked about this. Yeah, agree 100%. Yeah. And so we do this work. All of our therapists are uh, somatic experience trained um, and we connect, we teach kids to connect their body, right? So, so when we get our somatic flags, it is our body's way of saying, hello, pay attention to this uncomfortable symptom and deal with it. Instead, our culture has moved to shove it down, right? Definitely. It, do something else. No, this is here, there is a almost a primitive reflex to be there to say, you know, find a way to manage it, right? And find a healthy way to manage it. So what we do in our questions, right? So there's questions to listen that we really are teaching therapists to teach kids and teach parents on how to get kids to connect to that. And really, you know, with that, that is like sort of the most basic part about understanding what you're experiencing. And if we could teach kids this, you know, and teenagers, boy, I really believe we can prevent a lot of clinical issues um, and address clinical issues much quicker. I mean, that's what we see in our work all the time. And we get cases where, you know, people, adults have been in and out of psychiatric hospitals and with the combination of SE and EFT and doing neurofeedback, you know, we move the dial quick and then we go to cognitive behavioral, right? Because you can't access that frontal lobe. You can't access that rational brain when you're in an activated state. And, and SE is such a key, like it's, it's in there. So we have a lot of an SE body connection focused, infused in every single activity. But that makes me love it even more, honestly. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, Peter Levine is who you should listen to. There's a lot of other people. This, you know, this is not somatic experiencing. This is really teaching kids to connect to their body and make that somatic connection. But true somatic experiencing therapy, that's Peter Levine, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's where you go to. So I always got to give props to the people who gave, you know, us these theories. And it's so important in their work. These are pioneers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But this is that breakdown that's usable. Because I think sometimes 
sometimes as child therapists, we didn't understand the importance of it. And we think that somatic experiencing is only for trauma. No, what I'm saying is it's the most base instinct. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, right, we, we build this resiliency mindset, right? So that resiliency is about, you know, not it's three parts to resiliency mindset. It's how you view it, how you manage it and how you recover. And this is where kids are really breaking down. Like everyone always asks me, like, what's happening in the last 30 years that you see? And I'm like, oh, boy, there is no stress tolerance. <laughs> And stress is at a high level. And so we have to help with that. And connecting to the body helps to change your mindset and helps you recover and helps you manage. And then we get that nervous system much more regulated and less reactive. And you come in with these strategies, right? So some of the most common things that children are facing, this is what we're addressing in this book. So, you know, it is attention problems. It's anxiety. It's mood. It's social skills. Um, we have a great section on obsessive compulsive disorder, um, which we're working on a certification process for therapists for because we feel like uh, as a group of people who do a lot of ERP, there's not a lot, enough um, concrete programs for therapists. And boy, is ERP effective. So the, the book really deals with those things in the ways that, you know, really give you that easy to use, highly effective, but evidence based and solidly grounded in theory tools um, that is essentially a cookbook. Um, and who doesn't love that, right? Because I'm always about, you know, these aren't, these aren't, there are some techniques that are completely from us, but a lot of these techniques are things that we already all were doing. I just modified them and made them like just amazing for teletherapy that you can just open this book and use and not spend so much time. I felt like we were reinventing the wheel before I put this book together and all the therapists were like scoured in the internet. And, you know, I kept trying to buy books on Amazon and some games and this and that and you know um right didn't you feel like that oh yeah i mean it was a mad dash from the moment that we shifted to telehealth for the two child therapists in my practice you know like uh, how are we gonna do play therapy we have a playroom in our our suite and you know, they work so well with the kids that they serve in our playroom, but suddenly there's no playroom and we're both divided by, you know, separated by a screen. So it's, it was like, what can we do? And they, I must say those two really adapted beautifully considering the stress of that shift. But I mean, I think one of the things that really um, feels right about your book is like having a concrete resource because Therapists and teachers and OTs and whoever else um, is working with children right now and parents, the kids are having their experience and we're having ours. And it's sometimes having like a concrete resource you can just turn to and, you know, just like making a recipe, like, how do I do a baked chicken? Okay. (laughs) 375, you know, it's like. I would know this, but I can't, I can't access that prefrontal cortex because I'm in this dysregulated state. So just having something to like ground into sounds we don't have invaluable. Time. Yes. We don't have time, Laura. Like, 
you know, sometimes like, you know, I'm doing a bar class and my 10 year old's like, hey, mom. And then he jumps on my back. You know, like there's no separation. <laughs> then I got the cat there. I mean, this is what happens. You know what I mean? Like, so um, and I love every minute of him jumping on my back in a bar class. But <laughs> thankfully, the screen's off. Um, but it, it's you're absolutely right. You know, we we need resources that are, you know, I have dozens, I mean, hundreds of books that I've had. I'm like a book junkie and I'm always buying books for our therapists. And, you know, this and we called it, you know, the handbook, um, you know, a therapist handbook for treating children and adolescents because it is the handbook. <laughs> it is. It's something you're going to want on your desk. And in, in, I wanted to create something that just brought a lot of value and made people feel better about their skills. I mean, I, I hate, you know, it's all about how you feel, right? And I think I saw so many of my friends feeling like, just like they did, as I said, coming out of grad school, like, can I do this? Do I want to do this? Um, and you can. And, you know, not every state is allowing people to see people really fully in person at this point. And there's so many restrictions. So many of my friends were sharing space in private practice or in school, and they don't have the same kind of spacing. And, and this just really walks people through. And then, you know, the next level is, is the courses. And we even have courses with coaching calls, um, with supervision. I and mean, we, we really thought about like, we're doing this, like, let's share it with people. And, you know, my goal is to change the way we view and treat children's mental health. And that's what I want to do is have therapists, you know, be working at a level um, that they feel amazing and really be able to move the dial for these kids because, um, you know, kids are struggling long before the pandemic and now families are suffering. Um, I love to hear that your your play therapist pivoted. We have a play therapy section in the book, um, you know, with we even put checklists. So I'm the queen of checklists. So there's a <laughs> checklist of who give it to the parent and you could check off what you want in advance. And and, you know, this is this is something that, you know, school professionals, you know, they might have to put packets together if they have the resources to send to parents. I mean, you you know, every level of income is out there. And some kids, their family, you know, doesn't even have money for crayons or products and things like that. So we try to be creative. They can share things on a screen. Um, you know, a lot of the platforms for tele mental health and teletherapy and telehealth now have a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So that's been a great resource for therapists. Um, I use the HIPAA compliant version of Zoom and I've always used the HIPAA compliant of Zoom. Zoom, and boy, is Zoom pretty darn awesome and easy. But there's a lot of amazing platforms out there, even though I see everybody complaining about that they can't keep up right now. I think things have shifted. But, you know, it, it's definitely a time for therapists. They are realizing that they have to pivot, right? And they can. That's I'm also thinking school counselors. I didn't think about that, but yeah. if school counselors are working virtually now. They are. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. And uh, as somebody who used to be a school psychologist and, and been in the trenches and really knows, this is very much for a school person. I think school people have some of the greatest challenges because 
when people go to therapy in an agency or, or in private practice, you know, people are signing up for that. <laughs> right. Um, in a school, yet kind of sometimes we would drag people along. And so engaging and having those techniques that keep people alert and, and active are critical. And, you know, a lot of therapists are falling back on traditional talk therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our kids are too activated for that. They're, they're you know, we're all experiencing Zoom fatigue. I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my blue blockers right next to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we, we need those techniques, right? And, you know, they're, they're, for the people that are in schools, you know, some schools are completely virtual, right? Like California said, they're not going back. And, and, you know, other places are hybrid, and some people are 100%. I mean, there's so much that has to go into these sessions, because they have to clean. I mean, our whole center is completely different. I and mean, we can't see people at the value we used to see people. And some people are choosing to do the clients are choosing to do teletherapy. Now they've acclimated, there's a convenience aspect of it. There's so many positives about teletherapy. And, you know, I think, Laura, one of the things I didn't talk about is, you know, teletherapy technically has been around since the 60s because it started with phone therapy. And the research is very consistent that it's as effective as in person. So for some therapists who've been resistant to it because they feel like it's not as, as effective, the research tells us something different, right? And I think I don't know a therapist who isn't doing some combination at this point. Yeah, yeah. I I know that there are like some settings where it just won't work, like social service agencies that yes. serve people who are homeless and things like yep. that. But in most cases, it's a it's a pretty great option. I wasn't I used it sporadically when needed, but I wasn't like ever a really huge fan of it. It was always like a second best kind of thing to me. But I've mm-hmm. definitely seen some unintended positive consequences that surprised me, like people being more comfortable going deeper because they're in mm-hmm. their home where they're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, I had a a situation. Oh my gosh, we have so many funny stories of of just different things that have happened because they're showing themselves. But, you know, um, I had a situation where the entire family showed up and, you know, for the intake, including like the baby in the diapers and the whole intake with the baby jumping up in front. And, you know, the parents started off and they're like, we have zero parenting skills. Like we are, don't know what we're doing. And I was like, no, no. And then after, you know, like finally the kids settled down and after me settling the kids down and I was like, do you ever put any boundaries? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well, we only have up to go. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, and I don't know if I, I don't think I would have seen, I mean, you would have seen something in the session, but boy, was it like, it was wrangling. They, they just didn't have the skills. And, and you know what? They've done so beautifully, you know, learning the skills because again, we only had to go, we had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> of course. And whenever there's anybody who has no boundaries, there's a good reason why. 
Yeah, exactly. They just exactly. weren't taught them. And, and then, you know, that's a, a wonderful opportunity for the whole family. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I learned, you know, quickly after that, that I had to tell people like, you know, if you're bringing your 18 month old to the session, you know, like in person, we're like, you know, you can't bring, you know, kids under age 12 to the to the intake for for that. You know what I mean? That's a different there's multiple appointments when people come in for a brain map. But the one where we review it, it's too long for for a kid that young to be sitting there, you know, plus the parents have to ask things that are inappropriate. So it just created like, you know, you have to have a different process for a teletherapy session, you know, and some of it's awesome. And some of it is like, okay, I got to I need a workaround like and and what am I going to do the next time that's better? You know, so we are learning, you know, it's kind of like I think most people have been feeling like they're building as they go mm-hmm. um, instead of like building a used 1989 Hyundai. <laughs> let's build, <laughs> let's build a Bentley. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and I just try to just put in there everything that I've been doing all these years and really just make it user friendly and, and just so accessible and effective. So we're so ridiculously excited around here. And I know that this will be a resource for for all kinds of professionals working with kids, not just licensed therapists and psychologists. So, you know, all of our school people um, who are just faced with a challenge, the educational system is sort of like the Wild West right now. Mm-hmm. And nobody is doing anything the same. It's unbelievable to me how just even, you know, every component of education, there's no framework. And they're all just doing the best they can. And the great news is the kids are adapting like unbelievable. And they've been great about wearing masks and, you know, just following the restrictions because they're just so happy to be in school. Yeah. I mean, kids can be so adaptable. We always say how resilient kids are. And I mean, everyone has inner resilience, but kids can be so adaptable. It's oftentimes you know, sometimes families are actually like interfering with how kids could just go right along with it. And parents are like, no, 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 you know, but I mean, that's, we're all just trying the best we can to be flexible and figure out what's the best thing to do. And it's, it's not an easy time to be a parent, a teacher, a child. It's just not an easy time. An employee. You know what I mean? Like God bless all the parents out there that are homeschool, home learning, working from home, you know, uh, just it's rough. You know what I mean? And it is. um, It seems like the biggest thing that is across the board impacting people that I'm seeing as a result of the pandemic. It's like not everyone is impacted by the health effects. But I have, at least for people who have families, this whole situation with virtual school or in person and and keeping trying to keep the family safe is so overwhelming for people. Overwhelming. So overwhelming. I have lots of information out there about this, but you know, you really got to have structure and routine. Kids crave it. You need it. It's so such a sense of control and comfort for children and they, they need that. Um, and people need to practice self-forgiveness. Like it's okay. Like we're all going to be okay and we're going to get through this. This is not a short term thing. This is something that's going to be around for a while and we'll look back at it, you know, and kids will remember. And they'll be all right. You know, like my dad made it through World War II, you know? Yeah. He, and he's okay, you know? 
So it's not pleasant. And this is just life. And we, we really have to focus on I think one of the best parts, you know, silver lining is that I do see people recalibrating and focusing on their mental health and physical health and really prioritizing that I see a lot of families being like, wait a second, what was I doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, let's do better. So I do love that, Laura. I mean, it kind of stinks where it came from. And there's certainly a hum in the world of stress. But this definitely, you know, is a challenge we will get through. Yes. Well, Roseanne, I know you have something for our listeners. Am I right? I do. So I have just a free download. It's for any professional working with children and it's for any parent. And I have my best coping statements and there's over a hundred different ways to talk to kids to help them to manage stress. And it's sort of like this secret thing, not secret thing, but it's like been a secret power that we've been using in the office for I don't know how long. And we just teach parents, we teach kids ways to kind of tolerate, deal with, manage, however you want to say it, get through and praise them and learn how to deal with that stress and make them feel good about it and feel empowered. And so it's a hundred different statements to help a child or a teenager go through it. And you can go to teletherapy toolkitbonus.com and you just enter your email and it's a free download. And, you know, it's definitely been, like I said, a resource for so many of the thousands of families we've been working with. And, you know, I just wanted to share that with people. Thank you. And tell us where everybody who's listening can find all of the stuff you have going on your book courses. Yeah. So you can go to teletherapytoolkit.com and my, and you'll see that there'll be an Amazon link. Um, in the books on Amazon and, you know, hopefully people will buy the book and leave a kind review. If you don't like it, don't leave a review. No, <laughs> kind reviews only, please. <laughs> Five stars only, you know. Um, but, you know, I really made this book with all my heart in really just trying to support children's mental health and my fellow therapist. So, you know, I've trained, you know, I was a college professor for therapists. I've trained so many therapists in our, our center. And, you know, we've all been there. And I'm just going to say that you absolutely can just be a rock star. And, you know, this is something that is going to help you. And and uh, I know, you know, that it will not only help therapists, but all those beautiful families and children that we get the privilege of helping every day. Well, Roseanne, thank you so much for what you're doing in the world, which really makes such a big difference. And thank you for being my guest on Therapy Chat. Well, thank you, my friend, for having me. And, you know, I listen to your podcast and you help so many therapists. So thank you for your work. Ah, thanks for saying that. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. There are many ways to keep your practice organized, but Therapy Notes is the best. Their easy-to-use, secure platform lets you not only do your billing, scheduling, and progress notes, but also create a client portal to share documents and request signatures. Plus, they offer amazing unlimited phone support, so when you have a question, you can get help fast. To get started with the practice management software trusted by over 60,000 professionals, go to therapynotes.com and start a free trial today. If you enter promo code THERAPYCHAT, they will give you two months to try it out for free. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit 
therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today.